Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome to another edition of He Shoots, He Draws with myself, Dave Clayton, and my ever-present co-host. The show wouldn't be the same without him. It would just be called He Draws if he wasn't here, <laughs> Mr. Glyn Dewis. Hello, How mate? Doing, mate. I'm very good, right. mate. Very good. Bit busy, but uh, really yeah. good. Really good. I know, we've got to jump straight into this episode this week because we're on a tight schedule. We're preparing for Photoshop World, which we're going to on Sunday yep. for a week. So uh, it's going to be a bit different this week. We haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. We've had the interview, so tonight's a bit of a catch-up and we've got a few bits we want to share. Yep, there's a, co- there's a couple of things I've actually got. Me, you can probably, I know you can see it, but really, uh, listeners can't. I've got my notes here. Just a couple of things I wanted to mention, um, mention to you. I know you've got a couple as well. So yeah, it is going to be a bit different tonight. But we'll have a chat about a couple of things. And this is also stuff that the listeners can check out as well. Yes. Um, shall I kick off, mate? Shall I kick off? Yeah, yeah, go right. for it, mate. All right. This is, now, this is, kind of, this is almost like promoting – this is going to be promoting somebody else's podcast, which I want other people to have a listen to as well. And it's called The No Name Photo Show. And it's by two two friends of ours, one in particular, Brian Matias and Sharky James. Now, they've, I, I, their podcast is one of the ones that's in my uh, podcast uh, kind of app, whatever you call it. I think I use one called Pocket Casts. And a recent episode, because they do an episode every two weeks, a recent episode was really interesting. Okay, they all are anyway, but this one was really interesting because Brian was talking about a particular web page that he'd uh, read that was really controversial and it had really kicked up a bit of a stink. Now, I'm not going to go into the full details of it because I want people to go and listen to the No Name Photo Show. It's actually episode 33, and the title of it is You're a Portrait Photographer, Dude. All right, so the title itself, and it isn't really clickbait. That is exactly what the actual um, episode's all about. So in a nutshell, basically what it is, uh, there is a uh, wedding photographer. We actually think he's stopped doing it now, but there's a guy called Jason Group. You may yeah. know that name actually because he has t- he has taught at Photoshop World before now. Yeah, I think I met him at Adobe Max. All right, okay. He's got he's got glasses. Yeah. Sometimes wears like a dicky bow tie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now I haven't actually read this article. However, Brian explains there's an article that he wrote. This Jason Group regarding the royal wedding. Now, all to, all, uh, straight away, the kind of hair on the back of my neck was getting a little bit. Whoa, hold on a second. Let's not hear any bad words about the royal family. No, we love the Queen. Love God the Queen. Bless her. I am a proper royalist. I love the royal family. So anyway, the, the in a nutshell, what this is basically is Jason Group has written a blog post. Uh, I guess you could say he's kind of showing his. It would appear that he's kind of written his dis- disapproval. Uh, who was chosen to do the wedding photos? Now I know they didn't have an official wedding photographer in the ceremony. Um, it's all been did done. They not have, did they not have like Uncle Brian There's <laughs> with his nice pro- camera? There probably was an Uncle Bob with the newest and latest <laughs> Canon, which nobody else has got. Probably yeah. he was there. Um, but this, uh, the actual wedding photographer was a guy called Alexei. Now the surname I'm going to try and pronounce it Lubomirski, uh, okay. Polish guy. Now um, he is an incredibly well-established photographer. He used to be Mario Testino's protege, his assistant. Obviously, Mario photographed Diana, yeah. Princess Diana, yeah. those beautiful black and white pictures. Uh, so a- excellent pedigree. And he's got an incredible portfolio of A-list celebrities. Beautiful, beautiful work. However, the article apparently by Jason Group is kind of explaining the fact that this guy is not a wedding photographer. Um, and again, I don't want to kind of, because I've actually written, I haven't read the article completely. Yeah. Brian proper went for it. 
Brian was not happy. Now, Brian has read it. So when this article was originally written, Jason's posted it. And I know Sharky did a great job of trying to kind of bring it around. He was playing devil's advocate to say, listen, maybe he wasn't saying... What on yeah. earth are you doing photographing the Royal Wedding? You're a portrait photographer, dude. I mean, Like I do when you go on a rant. <laughs> rant. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Kind of like you brought... Uh, Sharky was bringing Brian down. You kind of bring me down a little bit. But apparently there's one of the things that um, Jason wrote on this website, on this, on this actual webpage, was saying he left his contact details to say, hey, give me a, give me a call. Basically saying, if you want any help or any advice, give me a call. Right. And whether it was well-intentioned or not, I don't know, the jury's out on that. However, read into it what you want. The web page was taken down. Okay. Now, Brian being Brian, an ex-Google employee, he yes. knows how to find web pages that have been removed. Um, and the web address you can use for that, for those who want to know this, is web.archive.org. And in there, you can find web pages which are archived, even though they've been deleted. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, I want people to check that out. Um, and I've actually commented on the No Name Photo Show's blog tonight to say, well, I guess they didn't. I guess this Alexi didn't ring Jason then because I've now seen the wedding photos or the you know the photos afterwards, and I don't know if you've seen them, mate, but oh. oh my god, they are absolutely stunning. In my opinion, they are absolutely stunning, beautiful, kind of like a, a kind of like a, a hybrid of family and wedding photos. They are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So yes. He was qualified to do it. I want to leave people to kind of go away and have a listen to, or have a read of the web page, see what you think, uh, and by then we'll have comments because we've got a website now. He shoots for this episode. There'll be a comment section. You can leave a comment in there. So that's my that's my first thing to mention. No name photo show. Friends of ours, Brian Matia, Sharky James, episode thirty three. Go take a listen. Yeah, and one thing I'd like to say was obviously as a royal, you know, I love the royal family, and I've seen the photographs. At no point, all right, I'm not a photographer, so I'm not going to critique it, but at no point did I ever look at it and think, oh, I bet the Queen was unhappy with that. Oh, you're joking. Ju- yeah. I bet when they showed her, the, you know, the only people who should be critiquing those photos are the royal family. And I tell you what, mate, you stick the Queen in a photo, that's a cracking image. Yeah, and absolutely. It was a beautiful day, it was a wonderful celebration. You know, to see the royal family together like that is mm. just amazing anyway. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, Anyone could have rocked up with a camera and ca- they're capturing the moment. People shouldn't be critiquing the photographer. I mean, whoever, whoever did it, mate, even if it was um, Annie Leibovitz, somebody, there's always people out there who want to just critique everything yeah. all the time. Absolutely. And, and yeah. it's attention seeking. It's all, look yeah. at me, look at me. Yeah. But actually, Jason Group couldn't, couldn't have shot that. To be fair, excuse my language, but <laughs> it was, you can bleep uh, that out. But we, we, yeah, kind of, we seem to have reversed roles this time. Okay. <laughs> it was listen, ultimately the photos were absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, you know, you could you could go and photograph if the Queen was in a picture taken with an iPhone, I'd still think it was an amazing picture. Now there yeah. are gonna be people who say, oh, I don't like the royal family. Do you know what? A lot of people will kind of say that kind of stuff. But what a lot of people don't know is that the royal family are a huge attraction for tourism in the UK. They yeah. bring four hundred and eighty billion to the UK every single year. Yeah. Four hundred and twenty billion of it goes straight back to the government, and the yeah. rest of it is used to house all them and all that kind of stuff. So they are uh, well. You can't say anything bad against them. I love them. No. And the other thing as well that you've got to realise is that's a lot of people in that image. There's kids. 
There's Prince Philip, who bless him, has had like his 14th hip replacement. He had a black he's, so, eye. You know, you see his black eye as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he's 90. 96. 96. 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to want someone there keeping them there for half an hour trying to get that. You've got to get in, get that shot and get out. And if you look at in fact, I'm going to try and find the link and I'll put it in the show notes. There's a famous clip of Prince Char- uh, Prince Philip and they're doing a group photo and the, the photographer's trying to get everyone together and get it up. And in the end, Prince Philip says oh, out yes. loud, I know it. oh, for yeah. sake, <laughs> Brilliant. And it's, uh, therein is the challenge you know you try and take any group photo with kids yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna you know and it, again it, it's, it's just a wonderful image and i think it's a little well bit apparently uh, I, I read today that alexi when he was photographing because there's all like the you know the children there as well and the thing he shouted out to everybody or the kids he says so who likes smarties and then he took the picture do you know what i mean it's i, I yeah. think they're absolutely gorgeous pictures so hopefully we'll we'll put a link to you know some of the some of the pictures. You know on one of the websites because they are absolutely gorgeous. For me, I, you, you can t- well you can tell there's definitely a Mario Testino kind of a feel to them. Uh, very similar to a picture when uh, they're sat on the stairs outside, and it's that kind of black and white like the old Diana pictures, which is absolutely yeah. beautiful. But the actual group pictures that you see, for me, they really have got that royal um, family picture kind of feel that um, Annie Leibovitz did. Uh, real the colour in the light everything it's, it's absolutely gorgeous stuff so that's what I wanted yeah. to mention there was one shot there was one image of the day that I absolutely loved and I don't know if anyone captured it as a photograph but if you get to see it on wherever it is online um, the, go to the clip where Megan is about to walk into the church and the fanfare starts mm-hmm. watch the little boy holding her train as that fanfare starts and his face yeah. just lights up like wow yeah 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 and that was just uh, oh, that was just brilliant, brilliant that, just yeah. that you know here he is holding the you know the 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 train of of the princess but it was just his face when that fanfare kicked in was brilliant fantastic loved it anyway that's probably enough about the royal family we don't have yes. gone about it too much we'll be talking about gdpr next no we won't oh, God. we're not <laughs> okay we're not right mate over to you your next one you're gone you go next yeah no um i think mine was really kind of gonna follow on from something i knew you were going to talk about because this week i've been sort of watching reading and listening to a lot of things about uh authenticity mm-hmm. uh like blog posts and, and podcasts because what looking back over the episodes that we've done and some of the content we've talked about and we've had a few rants and we've had a few positive things and there was one particular guy who i met at creative south who's got a website and it's called the perspective collective and his name's scotty russell um in fact i'll, I'll put in the show notes but it's pers- i think it's perspective-collective.com and what I like about him is, uh, in fact, tonight I was actually watching a live podcast recording of him and a lady called Diane Gibbs, where they were talking about this very thing about people put so much pressure on themselves to do it uh, to do it by themselves mm-hmm. and try and please everybody, and they stop being authentic and they stop being themselves and they start chasing other things. And Sounds a bit like an in- Ian Monroe type thing going on here, doesn't it? Yeah, Sticky. and when you think of like you know this Jason group, it's attention seeking. It's it's pr- producing content for the wrong reasons because yeah. it's like look at me, look at me, and and he was saying about you know the best way you can produce content is actually look at look at yourself and what you're creating. Are you happy with it? Mm. And and there was um, a guy called Ian Barnard. He's a really cool lettering guy. He did a thing on Twitter today where he was using the Procreate and an iPad. 
and he did the spanner it. It said, continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. And I think that's something you've touched on before is is keep try keep pushing, try and be consistent, keep, keep yeah. doing something good. Um and and have that have that authenticity about you because you're more likely to get um I think the word is crowdsourcing, but probably not not right here. But and, and we've touched on it before, is don't be afraid to ask advice. Mm. You don't have to take it, you don't have to follow it, mm. but it's good to hear other people's perspectives in your community and sometimes outside so i get a lot of benefit from listening to the photography community and i love things like you know sharky and brian as i listen to it they've both got photographic backgrounds brian was one of the first people i met at my first ever photoshop world and and i love the guy and i love what he's got to say i get so much information from actually being in the photography world mm. that applies to life and the way i approach my work it doesn't matter if i'm a baker or a butcher or, or creative a world designer. is a creative world mate end of the day exactly so. yeah and you find yourself drawn to the people whose whose uh, advice that you trust mm. but sometimes you just have to hear some like brutally honest that's uh, that that consistency comment you you may be referring to is the one that um my old training partner when I was doing the bodybuilding used to say to me a guy called Sean O'Reilly yeah. and he would say consistency not perfection is the key and he, he was a wise man it's a wise saying and he was a very very wise man and he was basically referring to the fact that don't wait till you feel absolutely bang on to go to the gym for the perfect workout just go for the workout because even when you don't feel like doing it sometimes it ends up being the best you've done exactly and don't be afraid to ask advice yeah. now, you said you said you spoke to a guy in the gym once and you were trying to give him an improvement and he he didn't listen to you it was like i'll do it my way yeah, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm finding in my community in the design community is it, it is quite a sharing place probably a little bit more sharing than i've seen the photography community sometimes but people you know ask ask those questions Some, sometimes i remember we talked about this when we chatted to uh our mate alan hess on a, you know going back yeah quite a few episode episodes four, now it was. and alan kind of laughed because he remembered one particular time when we were both doing uh critiques so there's like a group of people coming in me and alan were in a room with a few other people and people were sat in front of us and this guy was kind of saying to me there's my pictures what do you think yeah and really he wasn't me wasn't wanting me to give him a critique he was wanting me to say wow you're amazing yeah so fishing I think, fishing for fishing compliment. for compliments so if you're gonna yeah. ask for advice and i think you've touched on this already if you're gonna ask for advice be prepared for the right advice uh, and again advice is a difficult one because you need to find the person who is well-intentioned do you know what I yes. mean? There are certain people I wouldn't dream of discussing my work with and how I need to improve, but there are other people I think I'd definitely go to them because I know the advice they'd give me would be with the best intentions for them to help me to improve. And that's yeah. how I would do stuff as well. And if somebody asks me a question, I know you're the same, if people email you or, or contact you through social media, I'll always give a reply. It might not be the reply you want. It might not be the best advice you'll get. But I think sometimes you just can take away a little nugget and build on it and and it's quite funny because when I've spoken to people about what I do as like a graphic designer or a marketer, so much more often now people call me a connector yeah. because I think it's important to develop those relationships with your, with your peers and, and just get, you know, it's like gathering little bits and, and knowing how you put that together because your personality will take those bits. And it's like, I, th I think I said, um, 
can't remember what, where I said it, but it was about you are the average of your five closest yeah, friends. Yeah, you have said something. that before, yeah. The power yeah. association and all that kind That's of stuff. It. Yeah. And and it does show it does show through. And I'm finding now as I'm watching and listening and reading content is I'm drawn to certain people because I'm finding what they say resonates. Mm. And and it's really useful for me. And I know one of the things you're gonna talk about, I did actually watch a sneaky little bit of it. Um I watched like the first couple of minutes and again it goes back to people having something to say and asking questions not for the right reasons but to provoke yeah a response that's not required so I'm going to yeah. throw it over to right. you now because God, a good segue like it yeah. all right so my my second thing that I wanted to mention was this thing that you've just alluded to there it's actually a recent video by somebody whose youtube channel I am totally hooked on uh, fantastic guy, an incredible photographer, Thomas Heaton. And I have mentioned him before. And the reason I mentioned him is because of this landscape project that I'm now doing. And his and people like Nigel Danson, who we interviewed last week, they're the channels that I'm really kind of listening to. The video that I want people to go and listen to, because my, my stuff this week is all about videos. Go and watch these videos or listen to this podcast. The one that I want you to listen to, it's a fairly recent one. And the title of it is something like, uh, people only come to my workshops because I'm famous. Now, I must admit, when I first saw that title, I was like, what? Has he really said that? But <laughs> you have to watch the video. Again, the, the title is relevant. It ain't clickbait. It is relevant yeah. to what he talks about. Um, now, this this one really rang true for me because um, I've kind of taken a step back from doing workshops, certainly group workshops, I still do demos and uh, events and stuff like that. I will do I do one-to-ones, but group workshops. But Thomas does landscape photography workshops. Now, he kind of talks about the fact that he sometimes will scour the internet, and it's incredible what he uncovers in the deep, dark depths of the internet, where people on forums or wherever have commented about him and his photography, landscape photographer colleagues as well, and said certain things about him. And one of the things that they talked about was, well, he's actually named, there's a few little headings I've written down here, things that he covers in this video, um, is criticisms. Now, he says he wouldn't ordinarily give this any kind of you know thought or time or yeah. whatever, and he doesn't name the people who are criticising it because he says he doesn't want to give them any airtime. But yeah. he kind of addresses some of the things they mentioned. One of the things is they say that his workshops are too expensive. Um, and Thomas does a fantastic job I wouldn't say justifying because he does not need to justify anything. No, But he gives a kind of very good overview as to why they cost what they do. They're all over the world that he goes to. His recent one was in Patagonia, beautiful, fantastic location. But he kind of explains that to people, look, you, when you come in for this workshop, and this I think is something that a lot of people need to consider when they are looking to go on a workshop, you're not just paying to come along to spend time with that person on that day to take some pictures. There's a lot of planning and prep and stuff like that goes into it. Now, something like Thomas's uh, workshops, you know, this was like a 10-day workshop, and I think it was something like $3,900. Yes, mm. expensive. It certainly seems like it. And I say expensive in a kind of very loose way because really when you look at what you're getting from it and who you're with, I, I actually personally think that it's justified. That's only my feelings. But yeah. he explains that, you know, what you've got to think about is the travel. Your travel is taken care of. Your accommodation is taken care of. All the planning for your flights, your accommodation. Uh, they pay for a guide, the food, all the airport pickups, the diesel, everything. And that's even before you even discuss the photography side of it. So that's how he covers the expense. Uh, I'm not going to go through everything that he mentions, but the most bizarre one 
absolutely bizarre. And you can tell when you watch the video how Thomas reacts to it. He says, one person he noticed commented saying that on your landscape photography workshops, you only ever go to what they refer to as being honeypot locations. And you can just see on the video, Thomas is like completely dumbfounded as if to say, hold on a second, you're saying that it is a problem that for my landscape workshops that people pay good money to come to, it's wrong of me to take them to some of the best locations in the world. <laughs> it's like, what? He says, do you honestly think I'm going to go and photograph in the back garden? You know, you're going to get 10 people come along, tell you what, guys, no need to pack too much. We're only going to be in my garden. Yeah. I mean, just the most unbelievably stupid comment. But... Again, I'm not going to go too much about the video. I want people to go and uh, have a listen to this video because I think he does a great job. And I think generally for workshops, it's a good video to have a listen to. Um, there's lots of other things he talks about, like how can you possibly be teaching a good workshop if you're being filmed and you're taking pictures yourself? And he says, well, hold on a second. The video is only 10 minutes long. That's yeah. 10 minutes of filming out of a 48-hour period you'll probably see in there. It's a small, small amount of filming. So it does a great job, although he doesn't need to, doesn't need to justify it. I think it's a great video to have a listen to. So that is Thomas Heaton. Again, we'll put the link in the show notes to it. And it is one called uh, Workshops People Only Come Because I'm Famous. Brilliant video. Yeah. So that was my no, second I know, thing. Yeah, I know you touched on some of that with Nigel Danson last week where you were talking about the like the comments and the YouTube yeah. and, and you mentioned about when that eight-year-old took you on. <laughs> yeah. Took me on. Which means took me on. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I took him on. Critically took you on. Um, but yeah, so I actually watched a little bit of that. Even though you said don't watch it, I want to talk about it. I, I did actually watch right. probably the first because it's not very long, is it? No, it's it's, I mean his videos are normally around about twelve, fifteen minutes anyway, Dave. So they're not they're not long yeah. videos, you know. And uh, and it did make me think about particularly on the costing side of things is where he mentioned the money, and then he kind of he didn't have to justify it. He explained it. And if you look at a lot of things, I know like for design conferences, and you look at the cost of a ticket, and you sort of think, well, okay, what am I? you know why is it expensive is it because you haven't got enough money or you think it's overpriced for the value you're going to get and i know you've been on you know a couple of photography workshops in the early days where you've got absolutely zero out of it and the guy's just done it for making money and we've and we've talked about yeah, people yeah, do it for yeah. making money yeah and uh but yeah i just think there is a way of you have to look at the benefit to you the cost mm -hmm. of personal training i put it down to is all right, I might have to shell out $1,000 for Adobe Max or I might have to shell out, you know, $700 for Photoshop World. But it's not a it's not a knee-jerk expense. Mm. You know, a knee-jerk expense is a tenner. You'll spend a tenner and waste it. But I think with these kind of things, with workshops, is play the long game. Break that cost down over a year. If, like for you, you're doing a year project. Mm -hmm. So if you went to Thomas Heaton's thing and you paid three and a half, well, it's probably that's probably three thousand uh, pounds. Well, do you know the the, um, the the Nigel Danson one that I'm going to be going on? Uh, the, I'm doing. I want to do a one to one, um, and I think Nigel charges something like two hundred ninety nine pounds for a one to one with him. Yeah. To me, that's like it's a no brainer. You know, I mean, yeah. I've got I've got to go on it, and I'll be I will obviously update you how all that goes. But I can't wait. Yeah. For that. that's, that's a steal for me. That is that's brilliant. And I break it down. I always break something down into monthly chunks and think, okay, the the learning, the, this thing that I'm going to go and do, like I want to go and do the screen printing thing and I'm trying to find a screen print workshop. It might cost me a couple of hundred quid to do it. But I think ultimately, further down the line, the benefit I'll get for that 
I'm going to earn money to pay back what I paid to learn at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you pay to go to college, you pay to go to university, you you pay for workshops. It's the benefit to you. There's no denying it, though, Dave. We've definitely changed roles this week. There's no denying it, though, that, you know, to, to pay out, for example, for like Thomas Heaton to go on his workshop, it would be a, it is a big outlay. Yes. Uh, you know, it is a big outlay outright. So, you know, it's not like we're saying that, um, oh, it only cost this, just pay it. It's worth it. It ain't as simple and cut and dried as that. If you're going to go on one of these workshops, then it's going to be, you know, if money is, uh, what am I say? If money's tight, money's tight for everybody these days. You know, what I mean, we've all yeah. got a, we've all got a sort of penny pinch and watch the pennies and all that kind of stuff. If, just plan it. You don't have to go on like next week or next month. Say that in a year or two years, I'm going to go and do that. So put a little bit aside every now and again. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what I'm saying. I I would highly recommend that. But one thing also Thomas says in I don't know if you actually got to this point in the video, Dave. Is that one thing Thomas says is look, you don't have to come on a landscape yeah. photography. You do not have to do that. Landscape photography is very much about just being out in the in the nature and the, the, getting a photo is kind of like a bonus. But you know, and it's all part about having the. It's all a bit about having that solitude and that peace and time out and calmness and stuff like that. You can quite happily go off and do that yourself. Go and hire a camper van and go and travel around Snowdonia or wherever you want to go to. You, you can do that. Yeah. However, you can also go on a workshop. The choice is yours. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like when people complain about TV programs. Oh, I can't believe that TV program. That was disgusting. All right, why did you watch it for the hour? Why yeah. didn't you just press another channel on the, on the actual remote there? You didn't have to watch it all. It's like the workshops. You don't have to go on the workshops. You don't need to complain about the price. End off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so that was my that was my second uh, second thing that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm actually quite positive about it because I love when I well, I love when I hear people talk about these things and and complain because it does give you a different perspective mm. to go back and sit and and think. Why would I question that? Why would I? Why would I complain about it? Why mm. would I criticize it? And like you say, it goes back to: Do you want it? Do you need it? And it's no point complaining and say, you know, if you've never got the intention for doing it. And I mean, I'd happily spend. I'd happily spend money if someone, if if a guitarist was told he could go and have guitar lessons with Eric Clapton, he would not be expecting to pay fifty quid. Yeah. You know, but if someone said, "Do you want to spend a day with Eric Clapton? It'll be five grand, and you you've got him for eight hours, and he's going to sit and teach you guitar." You'd 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 have your lung on eBay. I, th- I think that the I think the main issue here is that, and and we have talked about this in other episodes, is that it seems now that there are so many people doing workshops, and yeah. dare I say, there are a high percentage that really shouldn't be doing them just yet. Do you know what I mean? Now, you know, Thomas, an incredibly well-established and successful landscape photographer, yes, he should be doing these workshops. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the fact that there are so many of them out there, that's kind of um, not lowered the value, but lowered people's opinion on what a workshop would give you. Yes. Um, yeah. And you can kind of judge it. Well, how can he charge that much? It's only a workshop. This is what you do. You take pictures and he goes, shows you how to do it. It's, there's so much more to it when you're you know, doing that kind of stuff. Listen, if I could have had Arnold Schwarzenegger teaching me how to do bodybuilding years ago, <laughs> I couldn't put a yeah. price on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. However, I did go shopping with him, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was one comment uh, I heard this week. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to name any names at all because, uh, because it was one of those comments that we have talked about in recent episodes. And I think I made an audible scream when I heard it. 
and somebody I know was talking about their partner and their partner was trying to think didn't really know what to do for a job yet they kind of been floating around can't can't pin themselves on any particular skill so it's like you know working a chip shop working a vet working they're trying to find something and and this person said uh so what do you want to do and and their partner said do you know what i might actually do wedding photography oh and I think no. my body just emitted a sound that I've never made before. It was like, ah. <laughs> and I went, and I went into a proper like, you have to talk this down, okay? And and here's why. And I went in through the whole thing of, he's exactly done what we've complained about. Oh, not complained You've about got to tell me who this is after we finish recording. Yeah, yeah, well, and and I said, you have to realise that this person has is approaching this as what okay photography is not a real to him photography is not a real job it's a money maker <laughs> so if i get a camera and i do wedding photography i don't have to work very often but i can make lots of money and i said i guarantee you will ruin you will ruin this couple's day you have no respect yeah. for the amount of planning and preparation goes into their day, and you're seeing this as an easy money. Oh, mate, and you I know said, that, that winds I, the hell up out of me. That yeah, really does. I said, and if if your other half is going to go down that route, I'm going to intervene because you need a wake up call. Oh, you know you, them. They, you know them that well. I, I, I kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know one person more than the other. Is this that tall, short guy, clean shaven with a beard? That one? No. <laughs> It's the world's tallest midget. <laughs> yeah, you no, got to But yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I'm sure we've talked about this in a in a very very yeah, we early did. episode. We did. Yeah, this kind of the wedding photographers, um, and this isn't a sweeping statement. Jesus, uh, this is more a case of people who are getting in thinking that doing weddings is a very quick way of making money. Absolutely, no, it is not. You people, like, you speak to people like Cliff Mountner. Uh, and such like, you know, incredible wedding photographers, that is a serious skill to be able to produce top-notch pictures for eight, ten hours, constant. Incredible, incredible work. Yeah. I said, you know, I said to him, please don't just do that from the off. Please, at least, if it's a serious consideration and and they want to get into that world, go and find uh, a local wedding photographer. Ask to be a second shooter for the day. Shadow them. Watch what they do. Watch how they approach it. How much movement there is. What equipment they need. All the considerations. And do five, ten of those before you go out on your own. Because it's not that you can't be a wedding photographer. Because there are thousands out there making great money. Doing good business. And it's only occasionally you see the good ones in, in the news. But said these days you you destroy that person's day you destroy your career too right yeah and rightfully yeah. so as well if you're not qualified to do their wedding then i'm afraid you've got everything coming to you yeah if you mess it and up more, well tough you know yeah and more for the couple that hire a person like that as well because they're they're asking for trouble but yeah that was just i wanted to wanted to say that because it was just one of those moments where be not being a photographer and hearing those kind of comments, I suddenly get like my photography hat goes on from the knowledge that I've absorbed over the years from the people around me. And I feel qualified to give the information. I find myself talking about portrait photography and lighting and I'm like, I can't shoot for toffee, but I seem to know a lot of information. <laughs> if about anybody, it. if ever you get to a point when somebody asks you a photography question and you don't know the answer, 
just say FA 125th. <laughs> just say that. I'd just say ask Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Listen, mate, I, I, I've got no other topic that I want to talk about because I am sitting here thinking I've got to get on with this prep for Photoshop World. So, yeah. I mean, I, I know this sounds very abrupt, but I just wanted to quickly kind of wrap up. Um, and I wanted to tell about, I'm so excited you actually, the, the website's up. He shoots, he draws.com. Yeah. I, I did that over the weekend. I spent. love it. You've nailed it. I love it. Oh, I love it. it. I didn't want to really, I didn't want to show you till today. I, I spent all the time on it the weekend. And then last night I was just like, I went back to it and I was going through just trying to, what else is missing? What else is missing? And it, you know, it's by all, by no means perfect, but it's, we needed a, a platform yes. to put everything in because we've had some comments about, I don't like Apple, I don't like Android. And, we wanted a, a portal for everything. So I went through it last night. I was up to about half past 11 last night, finishing it off. And then I thought, I'm going to leave it again. I looked at it with fresh eyes this morning. And obviously I sent you the message for you. I, I didn't even tell Glenn I'd done it. I just said, can you do me a favour, mate, and tell me if the link still works? <laughs> and the next minute I get a phone call. Oh, my God. So, you know, it's it's, um, it's a site. It's got all the links for supporting the show to get the merchandise, um, every episode, our sponsors. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, thank you to Westcott in association with JP Distribution. Thank you, you guys. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, thanks to them. And also Rocky Nook as well have been supporting the show. So, yeah, if you want to check out he shoots, he draws .com. Um If you've got any suggestions for the site, just message us. There's a contact form on there as well, which comes through to me. Um, and we will be opening up the comments on the episodes, but we're just still fine-tuning it at the moment. Cool. All right, brilliant. So there was that. And also, just obviously we've mentioned it a few times already, Photoshop World, I cannot wait yeah. Uh, we were doing some, I'm not going to say that vlogging word. Uh, we'll do some video diary stuff of what's yes. going on. Um, and again, just a bit of a shout out because I'm kind of, I would, I would guess that the comments thing will be up on the site on the he shoots, he draws.com website very soon. Before if the weekend, yeah. Have a look at photoshopworld.com. Have a look at the list of instructors there. If there's anybody there you think, oh, I'd love to sort of hear an interview with those or that person, and I'd love to know this. If there's any questions yeah. you want us to post to them, make, put them down in the comments on this episode, and we will make sure 100% that we get that done for you. Uh, but I, I'm so looking forward to it, mate. I really am looking Me forward too. to this. Yeah. So you've got, I think you've got five, six classes. Well, I've got and six, a pre-con. six classes of pre-con, and I've had uh, Ben Q have asked me to do a 15-minute demo on their stage, and Rocky Nook have asked me to do a book signing tonight as well. So it's a busy cool. few days. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Rocky Nook, I've actually just submitted the uh, mock-up for your cover now we've got a very special forward by which oh, i don't know if you yes. want to say who yeah, it is yeah aaron blaze you know our, yeah. our great friend aaron blaze who was at disney for 20 years he's actually doing a forward for the book i'm so made up and it's perfect that he does it because there's a big section in this new book all about brushes and if anybody knows brushes it's aaron so 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 happy about that brilliant and we're interviewing him on monday we're out at his house in uh, florida on monday we'll be interviewing him there as well on yeah. the on the veranda <laughs> yeah so i'm going to be uh so i'm teaching in two in design classes and a class called uh get inspired by graphic design and after the class i am going to make the presentation that i'm doing available on the website as a pdf 
um, because there is some stuff in there. I'll have to add some additional content because I think you've got to like see me do it to understand a lot of what of it is. But I will put some some links in. I will make it available for listeners. What a great idea to have a look at to what I do. And um, I know you've got some content that you'll be putting out for Photoshop World. So yeah, we will be back. Uh, so yeah, we will be at Photoshop World next Friday. But we are recording Monday, picking up some interviews while we're there. Uh, obviously, there'll be some editing to be done after that. But we will be here every Friday and. Very soon, we've got some midweek content coming we up. We have some little, little, some little light bites, midweek yes, light bites. A few little more design bits coming in as well here and there. So, um, yeah, all good. So thanks for listening uh, today. And we really appreciate you leaving the comments and following and sharing and everything. It really means a lot to us. It and, definitely uh, does. And, Actually, and we'll, talk about that, Dave. We've got, I think, yeah. last count, 63 written comments, I think it is, on iTunes. Yes. Uh, it's just fantastic. So if you've not done one, folks, we'd really appreciate it. But obviously yes. only, only five stars because we, we'll do. delete it otherwise. I don't actually yeah. I don't know if we can. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. They're all on there. And it is nice because, you know, it's it's nice because we, we're only realising it's a very small amount of people we actually know who listen compared to a very large amount. So we do appreciate everybody worldwide who takes the time to subscribe, yeah, download and listen because much. it really does mean a lot. And we hit a big milestone this week, which we're not going to share, but for us too, it was a big milestone and, and it's pushing us on to give you a little bit as much as we can. So thank good, you very much. Good times much. ahead, mate. Good times ahead. Yeah, mate. yeah. And, I'm uh, now going to have to shoot off and crack on. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we'll see you next Friday, right here. Same time, same place. I will see you Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you too, bruv. <laughs> Catch you later. Cheers, folks. Yeah, cheers. Bye. <laughs>